because corporations are bought out, mm-hmm. when buy out our politicians, and our voter rate. So how however many like, if we disagree with a bill, yeah, we won't like it'll. There's a thirty percent chance that it's going to not become a bill. Yeah, and there's another seventy percent chance that it'll get passed. So really? we basically yeah we basically don't have like a voice, and it's because we have like all these corporations basically making like calling the shots of everything. What do you think of pharmaceutical com- companies? Because I, I saw this really cool video. Mm-hmm. Cory Booker is in one state. This, this uh, student volunteer is talking to him about uh, yeah. substance abuse in her, uh, in her area. She's saying, oh, we don't have enough rehab centers. We don't have access to clean needle centers. Uh, sorry, needle exchange, clean yeah, needle yeah. exchanges. Um, people die from opiate over- overdoses yeah, every yeah. day. That sort of thing. And then Cory Booker is just like, hmm... What is your solution? What is your solution? Tell me what Are to you say. Serious? Tell me what to say to the camera. <laughs> Dude, that's what I mean. Like there's like like there's little organizations that are like trying to pick up the slack that like politicians and policies obviously aren't fixing like in fresno they have like a huge epidemic with meth and like you see like a bunch of like people just like having like they have like a huge homeless population like a lot of the tent cities and stuff like that like they have like just needles all over the place and it's and there's this one man that actually comes in with like a like a whole other team just like people bringing fresh needles and stuff and like basically administering meth in a safe way in his van yeah and like it's just sad that like we have to like rely on like certain people with like very limited resources to give back to a community that already has limited resources exactly i think that's like a issue with a bunch of different like topics you have the you have the micro you have the local things you have the you know homeless man sitting outside you give him change and then there's the larger bigger issue of like the system not like letting homeless people get back to work like lose right that sort of thing you know dude like for example the the gig economy like like uber cash app and like just like you know like the grocery store stuff yeah like people are starting to pick up on like these like private contracting gig businesses but like it's not paying the bills enough like you saw the strike that's happening with uber right right like we're seeing like big corporations literally like bring automation to the workplace via our own cell phones yeah and that's just like it's fucked because like they're they're getting way more profit from it and furthermore the gig economy very it's less regulated and like it's harder to regulate actually because the corporations can always say oh yeah it's their choice they're doing this they I agree mean, to this the corporations are already regulating us yeah Damn. Your cell phones. It happens. It's the big issues because, like, you have the micro issues, and then you have the stuff you can't see. Like, I can't see millions of dollars being invested in like industries that are harmful, but I do see individual problems around me. Yeah. And that's why you see people with lower levels of resources trying to give back to the community, while the much bigger, like, sort of root of the issue is something much harder to overcome. I think it all goes back to the fact that, like, us as humans, like, we just, we can only experience things from our own individual experiences. Like, if you grew up in an upper-class household and lived in an upper-class neighborhood, that's the only society you're going to be exposed to. Right. So your problems with that are going to be so limited because it's not, like, because it's, like, this shield, this pseudo-shield made by societal standards that, like, 
environmentalism, yeah. fuck that. Like, yeah. economic issues, fuck that. Like, it sucks. I was talking to this person, he was just like, Oh, I, I like list, I like um, I want to hear about issues that are hurting you know the community. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to wake up every day, look at my phone, and like all the shitty stuff happening in the world, and I feel bad for it. So I just want to get all that negative energy out of my life. And I'm like, no, it's not like those negative feelings are coming at you. It's because yeah. you have the privilege of not having to care about those issues. Exactly. And be just because of the environment and like the ideology that you grew up with. I think once. Like, so I was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and there was like. Oh shit! I love that. <laughs> I was watching Jersey Shore and Houston. Shut, shut up! Did you not no, but like there was like this episode. So the last episode was basically about like you know like that big like fire in LA yeah. that happened and like it destroyed like a bunch of rich people's homes. Oh yeah. Comrade. Oh man. <laughs> Comrade, but like. They basically were like, oh my god, like I feel so sorry for all these people who lost their homes. Yeah. Like, it, and it's like, I think that climate change is really going to unite all classes because it's going to affect all of us. Yeah. And that's when people are going to start caring, when it's too fucking late. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, if we shift... Okay, let's go to climate change because yeah. this is really, really fun. Are you um, recording? It better be, or else I'm gonna destroy my phone. Okay, that's okay. Cool. You know, I feel like we should make a script. Really? That's boring. We should make a script and Skype chat or FaceTime, and then record off FaceTime. That sounds like a lot of technology. We'll figure it out. We can do it. Cause can like, it. yeah. We keep switching off on topics. Yeah, I know. I think it's fun that way, actually. I know it's so fun that way, but yeah. the audience won't. You know, like... Right. But this is, like, casual over tea. I like it. Anyway, climate change. Well, I was talking to this guy at AU. He's a friend of mine. Very heavy dissident. Um, as in, he hates the liberal culture there. And you know how Nietzsche wrote about how there are the camels? And then they're, like, who adhere to the standards of society. And then there are the others who, like, just reject it. Yeah. Well, if you put a very conservative person in a very liberal college... He gets really, like, he likes, you know, pushing the edges. Yeah. So I was talking to him about climate change. I was just like, so you're living here in the U.S. You generally have resources and you have protection in case, like, climate change. People generally know about it here. But then you have places where, like, rural Asian areas or in Africa where climate change is going to be way more severe. You have typhoons in, in South Asia and you got extremely, like... Temperatures in Africa are rising, and you have flooding, like, in a bunch of different places. And he was just like, well, that's dumb, you know? I care about the U.S., and let's, like, the climate, I don't feel in a rush because climate change, climate change will hit different places way sooner and much more severely. So and, like, it's the, why the it's fuck the big, doesn't he care? Because he can't see it, and that's, like, the biggest problem. Like, you can care about all these issues at the local level, but a lot of people just, they don't want to put the energy in. To go and try to find things you know they don't see. You know what I think see. it is? It's because of the American dream. It's because we're so like, I find myself constantly in this in this conflict between wow, the world is literally ending in twelve years. Like, do I dedicate my entire life to just activism and organizing, or do I go to college? Do I like try to find my dream career, my dream job, yeah. and like just live my life that way? And it's like I feel like I'm. I'm getting this push and pull yeah. because I want money. I want material wealth. I want yeah. all this materialism. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's actually interesting. Do you like, um, 
do you ever see like those two coming together? Like you go to college where your activism is sort of magnified, you have a, you have a voice. Yes, but I feel like my time is consumed by classes and curriculum right. that doesn't focus on things that are important anymore right. or relevant. I think that, I mean, they are relevant, but I think it's very performative. I'm, I actually am a very like strong rejector of academia after mm-hmm. going to college. Right? Yeah. Well, a lot of communists throughout history are a- academics. Like. I'm, ac- I'm an academic. I like to think of myself as an intellectual, but I like to think of my the world as my classroom. I like to brainstorm for myself. I like right. to actually be a part of the action instead of sitting inside of a classroom yeah. and like talking to a professor that probably hasn't spoken to communities outside their own bubble. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you ever see yourself as like, I don't want to call you like a guerrilla fighter, but there oh, are together jungle, you know, professors and students of communist uh, professors and students who like organize in the jungle and they become militant guerrilla fighters in like Venezuela and Colombia. I think I'm already fighting a war. I think that the war is coming. I think that there will be a civil war in America. Really? 100%. That's an interesting. 100%. What's happening at the Venezuela? Have you been following what's happening at the Venezuelan embassy? Yeah, I've seen the live streams. Like. We're trying to take over another Latin American country while we're having a war with Iran, while we're having a tariff war with China. Right. While there's so much internal conflict, the police already side with the right wing. You see it in all these videos. Whenever there's there's left-wing protesters versus right-wing, the police stand on the side of the right-wing protesters and hit the left-wing protesters. Like, fascism is here, and it's now. And I don't think that we understand it yet because we're we're consumed by our milk teas and our phones. Right. Well, like, if you look when at When the it, empire gives you a circus, you don't have anything to complain about because you have entertainment. But that only lasts for so long. Right. Do you maybe think that these values of, um, I want to say it, law and order, that term has been used. It's, it's usually used in right-wing senses. Like sensible people don't say law and order anymore because it's been so associated with the right-wing principle. So like if you have police following that sort of structure, wouldn't they naturally gravitate towards the right-wing side? 100%. Because it's for the state. Yeah, what's the whole point of policing? What do you think is a philosophical point? I think that policing... This is in my... This is my ideal version of policing. It's not within a capitalist framework at all. It's within a community framework. Community policing is very different from policing. Community policing, like, why don't we require police to take mandatory sociology and, like, race theory classes? Why do they go through just, like, regular standard training? Why can't they learn about the communities that they are policing. That's not policing them. That's just war. I can't say this for all areas, but I think a lot of police departments do have that sort of training. But it just doesn't work out efficiently. Right, it doesn't. The results are obvious. And there has to be a change, obviously. Do you think the classes aren't working, or just the the sort of... I think the incentive. The incentive. I think that... We don't understand how much capitalism affects our daily habits and behaviors every single day. I find myself having power trips, like literally fantasizing myself in high positions of power and just like 
getting a high off of that imagination. And then I look back to myself and I'm like, why do I want that? Right. It's because I want the admiration. I want the recognition. I want the power. Right. And it's so sweet. But the problem with that is, is everyone has that in a capitalist society because we're so individual to our own dreams. Right. When really we should be having a collective dream between all of us. It's interesting you say Power Trip because there's actually this documentary called Power Trip. It's about um, in the country of Georgia, Tbilisi, Mm -hmm. like post-Soviet Union. Soviet Union, uh, nobody paid for electricity. The state provided it. But once like a foreign company, conglomerate came in, energy company, I forget what it's called, but they can't come in and then suddenly everyone in Georgia has to pay for electricity. And there's like a power structure that just implicitly comes with that money um, system where everyone's just like, where's my electricity? I, I should be able to live with, with electricity. It's dangerous to have all these metal you know, containers of wires that I have to go in and try to like get electricity from. Yeah. Like they were like taping wires from generators and linking them into their own homes. Cause they're so like, Something as basic as electricity, when monetized, it shows something very interesting about our sort of structure. The structure through which we, you know, exchange, diff- like, the way we have access to certain things. And, like... And humans are very adaptable. We're very obedient. We're one of the most obedient creatures alive. Yeah, but not... As the documentary shows, when it comes to necessities, that you didn't have to pay for, that you suddenly have to pay for, it's not a good reaction. It's not. Yeah, everyone's just coming up to this poor, this guy's running this foreign branch of this like power company and all like all the residents in this one building are coming to him. You know, where's my electricity? Well, I can't turn my power, I can't get heating, yeah. I can't cook. And then the guy's just like, you get your electricity when you pay for your electricity. And it's like that the whole sort of dynamic, just seeing the before and after of paying for a necessity can see how how definitive the system you live in determines exactly. your well-being and i think it's because it's coercive like it says that it's a voluntary system which all of us participate in but human nature we don't all voluntarily participate in something agreeing to it it's because it's exploited our our sort of sense of survival we depend on a dollar bill on paper for right. survival Interesting. And that's interesting because it's, it's all it is is just social manipulation. Yeah, social constructs versus biology. Yeah. And, and, and we go to say, capitalists say, oh, capitalism goes with human nature. But does it really if you have to construe and sort of exploit society in social ways? Well, let's look at it purely biologically. Mm-hmm. If human... Animals do assign value to things. Cost-benefit is how a lion decides if he wants to go for that one prey or not. Cost-benefit is do I want to fight that other man for his ma- for his female? You could, that's like... Humans seem to think... Modern human thinking says we naturally assign value to things, which affects the decisions that we make. Do you think that's true, though, or do you yeah. think that that's just you can a product of our society you can that we've see it in grown nature. up in? I, I, I know it's important to se- separate social construct yeah. from biology. Yeah. But in biology, there is there is a value assigned to things. Phys- making that physical, I think, leaves out an important thing because value rises or goes down depends on, you know, 
how much you need it yeah. in biology. But when in the social construct, yeah. an insulin needle is still this much regardless of how much you need it. Right? Yeah. And that creates the issues. That sort of rips apart the That fabric. goes right. back to the thing of what Karl Marx said, each according to his ability, according to his needs. Right. Karl Marx, the whole idea of... Um, what was this uh, dialecticism? Oh, I, dialect materialism? I did, I did not pay attention it's okay. in uh, philosophy class, but... I skipped most it, of philosophy <laughs> classes. Yeah, well, it's just like the way we value things does not necessarily line up with the social construct that's designed to organize these things. Yeah. And... He writes about it as like history is an entire class struggle. Like it is an yeah. entire class struggle, yeah. And then value depends on what level, like what, which class level you are. What you were talking about, how much do, how much do people who grew up in Silicon Valley value the issue of value uh, certain things um, in contrast to somewhere from a poor, poor part of the country? And he talks about this all the time. Yeah. The value in his relationship to the environment you grow up in. The environment is the class you grow up in. He says, what you do depends not on uh, personal value or personal, you know, conviction. Yeah. It depends on the economic conditions. Yeah. It's all economics. Oh, yeah. This no. Thing is so interesting. Economics controls every aspect of our life. Yeah. And it's, it's so much more powerful than public policy. Right. So much more powerful. And that's why our public policy is failing because we're being controlled by economics. Right, because like the economics is what arranges who wants what more or who who needs this more. Like this abortion thing, most people do not support the bills, but it yeah. still got passed. Why? Because we don't live in a democracy. Yeah. It's all. It's all. I don't even think that Alabamans want this. They don't. I think they want changes to Roe v. Wade. That's it. And they use what this. Do you mean? So they use, they pass a really extreme law. Yeah. You wait for someone to sue them. You wait for either you know another. Uh, government or you it's get the ACLU, ACLU yeah. that too, but it's more significant if like a government um, strikes it down as unconstitutional, and then what the Alabamans are going to do is appeal, and yeah. then you have to go to the appellate courts, you go to the district courts, and if it gets appealed again, go to Supreme Court, yeah. and that's when changes can be made to Roe v. Wade, and I think that's the purpose of the bill here. Now, I don't think Roe v. Wade is going to change, but it could, and I don't think a lot of things, but they will. I think a lot of things will happen, but they might not. True. Yeah. So, I had a problem relating to this, obviously. Yeah. I'm a male. Yeah. Wow, and such problems. Wow, I'm a male. <laughs> which means I can't talk about this. You can. I can't talk, like, I can't talk about it productively. Okay. This is the thing. I can say, my fellow men, stop, stop doing that. But yeah. then again, at the end of the day, it's all about But power. I feel like men can talk about how, like, men who have gone through the process of abortion, not personally gone through the process, but, like, had their partner right. who did become pregnant and did go through the abortion, how it saved both of their lives. Right. Because it takes two to tango, right? Right. So I feel like those men should be the ones to, like, stand up and speak out and be right. like, hey, this is, this is what happened. Also, a lot of men, like, know women in their lives. And those, a lot of those women have had abortions. Men have no idea. I, I saw this thing um, on Twitter, this wonderful post by... Oh, shit. I don't remember names. But someone posted, like, the hashtag, you know me. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? No. Basically, it was just like, if you're a woman 
Um, sorry, if you're a man, you know a woman. One, in, you know a woman who's had an abortion. Yeah. You just don't know they've had an abortion. And it was like the hashtag you know me. If you're a woman who's never told anyone about an abortion, like it's the hashtag you know me. Damn. Yeah. It's. I think it's really, really interesting. Damn. Because like, let's be honest. We don't need to be honest. Anyone, everyone, everyone knows this. Yeah, yeah. That it come. That bill comes from ignorance. Yeah. Oh yeah. It comes from not knowing. It comes, and that's the thing about how weird our country is in like states' rights and stuff. Because certain states have like different sort of levels of education. Like California, we have like, in general, where where we have grown up, we've had great. We've gone to great high schools and have great education updated textbooks but a lot of schools in the country do not have the same type of training and textbooks and education levels and it's also dictated by values and and just like religion religion is a huge part in what determines our state right religion is the start of it all religion is the core from religion you get patriarchy you get um, certain values about what you can hold in your body or you know True, you get values about what you can do what's not okay what's okay but I also think that religion isn't the inherent problem again like I I, I want to go back to the idea right. of money because like religion also created like as someone who's an artist like it's created art it's created right. culture music uh, government even right start like the Magna Carta like we that's the most important document in history and it it stems from Catholicism I think I don't, I don't know, know. what it's England so England changes England changes know. nobody it's, knows what England like, is from one of those weird Christianity like it's pro- churches I don't know when Protestant Lutheran I don't know there's Eng- so many England turned Protestant at some point I don't remember I, isn't when isn't the Church of England Oh, I don't the, think the Magna the Church Carta of, was the, the Church of England. The Church of, insert Dude, European country here. Honestly, fuck Christianity. Yeah. There's so many... No, sorry. No, I get just what kidding, you're saying. But like, no, fuck Christianity. <laughs> fuck Christianity. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Why do you guys have so many churches? It's so confusing. It's dumb. And your values of lead to people suffering. Anyway. But I, guess, I know what you're saying. I know the economics of it. Uh, there's this line from True Detective that I love. Yeah. How religion came from economics. Yeah. It's just like... Um, one monkey said to the other monkey one sorry one monkey pointed at the sun said to the other monkey that guy up there wants you to give me half your share all economics <laughs> yeah yeah boy shout out to our boy Eli Cook Eli Cook is a great man Eli Cook Eli is a cuck Bag. He's a cuckservative. Big bag. Oh, yeah, I think that word should be used, actually. What? What? Cuck. For the school state of Alabama, I agree. Well, yeah. It also fits Alabama in that it also Dude, has racial undertones. I also think that we're, like, that Trump is, like, a puppet. He's, like, a head of state. He's, like... Really? Uh, I think that, and I also think, like, celebrities and elites are just, like, government-funded state propaganda. That's crazy. I 100% believe that, because we literally look at their lavish lifestyle, and we're like, oh my god, like, I want all of that stuff, like, the Met Gala, holy shit. And what is our country about? Maybe not the Met Gala. But, like, it's the state propaganda. I don't know. I don't know. They could be. 100%. 100%. I think that everything... Like, the thing is, is we don't know the truth. Yeah. Look at our class. We're literally... Right. I don't know what... Like, middle I, class is, yeah. like, just a, an illusion. We're... Yeah. We're, we're college-educated students, but we aren't in 
the elite part of society and the elite part of society knows stuff about the world right. we will never know we are plebs right. you hear that we are all plebs interesting about that you could actually look at a real life example called the royal family of england government sponsored celebrities exactly yeah the kardashians are literally like the royal family of england I but america yeah like steve like mnuchin is going behind our backs going behind congress and handing out checks to the kardashians to tell them the american dream is real and work hard. Exactly. You won't get because anything. Yeah. Kylie, Kylie fucking Kardashian was like, no, Jenner was like, oh, I'm a self-made billionaire. Do you remember that when she said that on Forbes? Let she me... was like, I'm a self-made billionaire. And so many people ate that shit up. A lot of people got mad though, too. It, a and lot of people got mad. And I'm going gonna, gonna to spit out a hot take. Okay. The Kardashians are great business people. They, oh, they're amazing business Kylie people. Jenner That's not is, a hot take. Kylie Jenner is a self-made billionaire. She's not a self-made billionaire, though, because she literally had the support and the resources of her family that already made millions. Like, if her sister never made that fucking sex tape, she would not be anywhere. I've been told that take is sexist. Chris Jenner never sleeps. Yeah, I know. It sounds sexist, but I'm sorry it's the truth. Yeah, well... Chris Jenner never sleeps. She literally turned a scandal into a reality TV series. Well, oh, true, but you also oh. have Robert Kardashian. It's not Robert. I don't know who's the lawyer. Robert, Robert Kardashian. Oh, wait, wait. You got the lawyer, the lawyer and then you got the athlete. Like, I don't think it was all the sex tape. Like, I don't want to think. They of- weren't all the sex tape, but like, Kris Jenner, the mom, she's the ma- she's a matriarch of that whole business. Right, if she Kardashian dies, everyone is a turns PM. to smoke. Exactly. Kardashian is a trademark. Yeah, it is. It's not a last name. And that's the difference between royal families in England is they have a crown, but in America, the crown is a trademark. That was the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I can't go after that. I can't say anything more genius Damn. than that. <laughs> but, like, it's true, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's some shit. See, I want to sure. write because, like, I, I, I get all these cool phrases and I'm like, right. ooh, spicy. I want to write it. But, like, I can't. I have horrible writer's block. Really? Every time I write, it's like, it's I, I write and then I, like, lose it. I really? lose it. But then I go on to a next topic and then I write it and then I lose it and then I write it. It's like, my brain is so weird really? like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I write because I think for a large part of my life, I, like, talking was hard. Oh, no, I had for to me, force I love my, talking. I had to force myself to, like, do Model UN just to yeah. just to practice my talking. Cause I'm That's like, interesting. Yeah, if I go on TV and I'm, like, a little stuttering little bitch, I'm going ter- to be thought of as dumb. And that's a lot of... It's all about sensationalism. People want to hear fast talking, yeah. cool talking, big words. <laughs> Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. Yeah. It's better yeah. than Christianity. I've always loved communications. I've, I've always thought it was my talent. Like, ever since I was little, I was a social butterfly. But, like... I love writing, but it's so hard for me. But talking just comes naturally to me. Yeah. I'm just know. a chatter mill. Well. The art of conversation is amazing. Yeah. Can we talk about something not like unrelated to politics, but related to Karl Marx? Yes. Do you think Marx hated capitalism because his ass hurt all the time? What do you mean? Yeah, he'd sit all day in the library reading about history and his ass would be on fire. True. He'd come home and just lie down and be like, oh, capitalism is burning my ass. Oh, 100%. I mean, I fucking do that too. He was right, right? He was right. Dude, Karl Marx is the greatest thinker of 
our modern well, time. Well, economics. There's some w- weird stuff. He did. He did do like some predictions about growth and stuff in uh, Capital, and then he died five years before he was disproved. Disproved by who? The propagandist? No. By uh, wow. How do I say this? Numbers, you know, economics, like. Dude, fuck your numbers! Like, I don't even know what the fuck stocks are. Like stocks are. uh... Dude, where do they come from? Like, I sound like a dumbass, but like, really, like, just the concept of them, like, holy shit! Stocks are just where money gets shuffled between investors and rich people. Yeah, literally, dude, and art auctions, like, literally, just like art that was literally worth zero dollars, can now be sold by fifteen million just because someone bought it. Like, where does that money go? It's just like, like what? The less, lo- the less you can have something, the more. Dude, I don't think I've ever had more than like a okay, like me personally because I suck at saving my money. But like more than a thousand dollars in my bank account. Like, can you imagine fifteen million? Yeah. Like Jesus fucking Christ! I don't know how my parents organize money. Like they honestly did not teach me anything about money, and I hate them for that. I don't hate them for that, but I'm like, damn. Yeah. Come on, guys. When I was like fourteen, my dad tried to explain equity, like in our house mortgage. Damn. Now I understand it, but like before, it was just like. Wow, Dad, this just turns me off to everything financial. True. And Dude, without that's what I mean. yeah, and that's why you don't care. But like, like people like lose sight of you know the financial things that are causing the issues that like, like in their communities. Like, how did we really convince an entire fucking generations and generations to literally use coins and agree to paying bills and agree to having mortgages and equity and having this whole stupid process of taxes? for their fucking system how did we convince all these people to do that like it's so complicated right but for the most part it works it has bad offshoots for who well that's that's the question we say capitalism works but we never ask the question for i didn't say capitalism works completely like even Karl marx said capitalism is the second best Communism is supreme. Yeah, but he's, he said capitalism is second best because in capitalism there's generally there's the proletariats. Yeah. And one more, you know, middle class. And socialism is where everyone's a proletariat. I think. I get mixed up on my communism. I'm more of a John Locke reader. So proletariat is like the working class, and then bourgeois right. is like the the class that was the the like social the mobili- no, they're like the class. social mobility class yeah, yeah and then the aristocratic class is like two generations of wealth so like right. your parents were the bourgeois but you're still in that bourgeois income but you're an aristocrat because you inherit that wealth right interesting so like in in modern times technical terms I'm an aristocrat because my parents immigrated from India with a lower social class. My dad owned a business, a solar business, which brought him economic and social mobility to the bourgeois, had me and my sister, who are now in the modern-day aristocratic class. Right. That's one hell of a system. Yeah. Feudalism 2.0. Feudalism 2.0? Is capitalism. You're going that far? Yeah. Did you see the Onion article the other day? It was like, most millennials support 14th century feudalism. Damn. Whoa, I just almost destroyed my life. Alright, we have to head back, unfortunately. Yeah, this has been a fun podcast episode. It's called The Truth About Republicans. We can...
biggest corporations are bought out, mm-hmm. buy out our politicians, and our voter rate. So how however many like if we disagree with a bill, yeah, we won't like it'll. There's a thirty percent chance that it's going to not become a bill. Yeah, and there's another seventy percent chance that it'll get passed. So really? we basically yeah we basically don't have like a voice, and it's because we have like all these corporations basically making like calling the shots of everything what do you think of pharmaceutical com- companies because you saw, I, I saw this really cool video mm-hmm. Cory Booker is in one state this, this uh, student volunteer is talking to him about uh, yeah. substance abuse in her uh, in her area she's saying oh we don't have enough rehab centers we don't have access to clean needle centers uh, sorry needle exchange clean yeah, needle yeah. exchanges um, people die from opiate over- overdoses yeah, every yeah. day sort of thing and then Cory Booker's just like hmm what is your solution what is your solution tell me what to say tell me what to say to the camera (laughs) dude that's what I mean like there's like like there's little organizations that are like trying to pick up the slack that like politicians and policies obviously aren't fixing like in Fresno they have like a huge epidemic with meth and like you see like a bunch of like people just like having like they have like a huge homeless population like a lot of the tent cities and stuff like that like they have like just needles all over the place and it's and there's this one man that actually comes in with like a like a whole other team just like people bringing fresh needles and stuff and like basically administering meth in a safe way in his van yeah and like it's just sad that like we have to like rely on like certain people with like very limited resources to give back to a community that already has limited resources. Exactly. I think that's like the issue with a bunch of different like topics. You have the you have the micro, you have the local things, you have the, you know, homeless man sitting outside, you give him change. And then there's the larger, bigger issue of like the system not like letting homeless people get back to work like who's right that sort of thing you know dude like for example the the gig economy like like uber cash app and like just like you know like the grocery store stuff yeah like people are starting to pick up on like these like private contracting gig businesses but like it's not paying the bills enough like you saw the strike that's happening with uber right right like we're seeing like big corporations literally like bring automation to the workplace via our own cell phones. Yeah, and that's just like it's fucked because like they're they're getting way more profit from it. And furthermore, the gig economy very it's less regulated, and like it's harder to regulate actually. Because the corporations can always say, oh, yeah, it's their choice. They're doing this. They I agree mean, to this. The corporations are already regulating us. Yeah. Damn. Your cell phones. It happens. It's the big issues. Because, like, you have the micro issues, and then you have the stuff you can't see. Like, I can't see millions of dollars being invested in, like, industries that are harmful. But I do see individual problems around me. Yeah. And that's why you see people with lower levels of resources trying to give back to the community while the much bigger, like sort of root of the issue is something much harder to overcome i think it all goes back to the fact that like us as humans like we just we can only experience things from our own individual experiences like if you grew up in an upper class household and lived in an upper class neighborhood that's the only society you're going to be exposed to right so your problems with that are going to be so limited because it's not like because it's like this shield this pseudo shield made by societal standards that like 
environmentalism, yeah. fuck that. Like, yeah. economic issues, fuck that. Like, it sucks. I was talking to this person, he was just like, Oh, I, I like I like um, I want to hear about issues that are hurting you know the community. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to wake up every day, look at my phone, and like all the shitty stuff happening in the world, and I feel bad for it. So I just want to get all that negative energy out of my life. And I'm like, no, it's not like those negative feelings are coming at you. It's because no. you have the privilege of not having to care about those issues. Exactly. And the, just because of the environment and like the ideology that you grew up with. I think once. Like, so I was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and there was like. Oh shit, I love that. <laughs> I was watching Jersey Shore, and who's gonna. Shut up! Did you not drink what no, but like, there was like this episode. So the last episode was basically about, like, you know, like that big, like, fire in LA yeah. that happened, and like, it destroyed, like, a bunch of rich people's homes. Oh yeah? Comrade. Oh man. <laughs> Comrade. But like, they basically were like, oh my god, like, I feel so sorry for all these people who lost their homes. Like, yeah. it, and it's like. I think that climate change is really going to unite all classes because it's going to affect all of us. Yeah. And that's when people are going to start caring, when it's too fucking late. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, if we shift... Okay, let's go to climate change. Yeah. This is really, really fun. Are you um, recording? It better be or else I'm going to destroy my phone. Okay. That's okay. Cool. You know, I feel like we should make a script. Really? That's boring. We should make a script and... Skype chat or FaceTime and then record off FaceTime. That sounds like a lot of technology. We'll figure it out. We can do it. Because, like, it. Yeah. we keep switching off on topics. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's fun that way, actually. I know it's so fun that way, but yeah. the audience won't, you know, like. Right. But this is like casual over tea. I like it. Anyway, climate change. Well, I was talking to this guy at AU, he's a friend of mine very heavy dissident um as in he hates the liberal culture there and you know how Nietzsche wrote about how there are the camels and then they're like who adhere to the standards of society and then there are the others who like just reject it yeah well if you put a very conservative person in a very liberal college he gets really like he likes you know pushing the edges yeah so I was talking to him about climate change I was just like so you're living here in the U.S. You generally have resources and you have protection in case like climate change. People generally know about it here. But then you have places where like rural Asian areas or in Africa where climate change is going to be way more severe. You have typhoons in, in South Asia and you got extremely like temperatures in Africa are rising. And you have flooding like in a bunch of different places. And he was just like, well, that's dumb, you know. I care about the U.S. and let's like a climate. I don't feel in a rush because climate change, climate change will hit different places way sooner and much more severely. So and, like, it's the, why the it's fuck the big, doesn't he care? Because he can't see it, and that's like the biggest problem. Like you, you can care about all these issues at the local level, but a lot of people just they don't want to put the energy in to go and try to find things you know they don't see. You know what I think see. it is? It's because of the American dream. It's because we're so like. I find myself constantly in this in this conflict between wow the world is literally ending in twelve years like do I dedicate my entire life to just activism and organizing or do I go to college do I like try to find my dream career my dream job yeah. and like just live my life that way and it's like I feel like I'm I'm getting this push and pull yeah. because I want money I want material wealth I want yeah. all this materialism but the thing is at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. That's actually interesting. Do you like, um, 
Do you ever see like those two coming together? Like you go to college where your activism is sort of magnified, you have a good voice. Yes, but I feel like my time is consumed by classes and curriculum right. that doesn't focus on things that are important anymore right. or relevant. I think that, I mean, they are relevant, but I think it's very performative. I'm, I actually am a very like strong rejecter of academia after yeah. going to college. Right? Yeah. Well, a lot of communists throughout history are academics. Like, I'm ac- I'm an academic. I like to think of myself as an intellectual, but I like to think of my the world as my classroom. I like to brainstorm for myself. I like right. to actually be a part of the action instead of sitting inside of a classroom yeah. and like talking to a professor that probably hasn't spoken to communities outside their own bubble. That's crazy. Do you ever see yourself as like? I don't want to call you like a guerrilla fighter. But they're oh, coming together, jungle, you know, professors and students of communist uh, professors and students who like organize in the jungle and they become militant guerrilla fighters in like Venezuela and Colum- Colombia. I think I'm already fighting a war. I think that the war is coming. I think that there will be a civil war in America. Really? 100%. That's an interesting. 100%. What's happening at the Venezuela? Have you been following what's happening at the Venezuelan embassy? Yeah, I've seen the live streams. Like, we're trying to take over another Latin American country while we're having a war with Iran, while we're having a tariff war with China, right. while there's so much internal conflict. The police already side with the right wing. You see it in all these videos. Whenever there's there's left wing protesters versus right wing, the police stand on the side of the right wing protesters and hit the left wing protesters. Like fascism is here and it's now. And I don't think that we understand it yet because we're we're consumed by our milk teas and our phones. Right. Well like if you look when at When the it, Empire gives you a circus, you don't have anything to complain about because you have entertainment. But that only lasts for so long. Right. Do you maybe think that these values of um I want to say it, law and order, that term has been used. It's it's usually used in right wing senses. Like sensible people don't say law and order anymore because it's been so associated with the right-wing principle. So like if you have police following that sort of structure, wouldn't they naturally gravitate towards the right-wing side? 100%. Because it's for the state. Yeah, what's the whole point of policing? What do you think is a philosophical point? I think that policing... This is in my... This is my ideal version of policing. It's not within a capitalist framework at all. It's within a community framework. Community policing is very different from policing. Community policing, like, why don't we require police to take mandatory sociology and, like, race theory classes? Why do they go through just, like, regular standard training? Why can't they learn about the communities that they are policing. That's not policing them. That's just war. I can't say this for all areas, but I think a lot of police departments do have that sort of training. But it just doesn't work out efficiently. Right, it doesn't. The results are obvious. And there has to be a change, obviously. Do you think the classes aren't working or just the the sort of... I think the incentive. The incentive. I think that... We don't understand how much capitalism affects our daily habits and behaviors every single day. I find myself having power trips, like literally fantasizing myself in high positions of power and just like 
getting a high off of that imagination. And then I look back to myself and I'm like, why do I want that? Right. It's because I want the admiration. I want the recognition. I want the power. Right. And it's so sweet. But the problem with that is, is everyone has that in a capitalist society because we're so individual to our own dreams. Right. When really we should be having a collective dream yeah. between all of us. It's interesting you say power trip because there's actually this documentary called Power Trip. It's about um, in the country of Georgia, Tbilisi, mm-hmm. like post-Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, uh, nobody paid for electricity. The state provided it. But once and like a foreign company conglomerate came in, energy company, I forgot what it's called, but they can't come in and then suddenly everyone in Georgia has to pay for electricity. And there's like a power structure that just implicitly comes with that money um, system where everyone's just like, where's my electricity? I, I should be able to live with, with electricity. It's dangerous to have all these metal you know, containers of wires that I have to go in and try to like get electricity from. Yeah. Like they were like taping wires from generators and linking them into their own homes. Because they're so like, something as basic as electricity, when monetized, it shows something very interesting about our sort of structure. The structure through which we, you know, exchange different, like the way we have access to certain things. And like, and humans are very adaptable. We're very obedient. We're one of the most obedient creatures alive. Yeah, but not, as the documentary shows, when it comes to necessities that you didn't have to pay for, that you suddenly have to pay for, it's not a good reaction. It's not. Yeah, everyone's just coming up to this poor. This guy's running this foreign branch of this like power company, and all like all the residents in this one building are coming to him. You know, where's my electricity? Well, I can't turn my power. I can't get heating. Yeah. I can't cook. And then the guy's just like, you get your electricity when you pay for your electricity. And it's like that the whole sort of dynamic. Just seeing the before and after of paying for a necessity, you can see how, how definitive the system you live in determines exactly. your well-being. And I think it's because it's coercive. Like, it says that it's a voluntary system, which all of us participate in, but human nature we don't all voluntarily participate in something agreeing to it it's because it's exploited our our sort of sense of survival we depend on a dollar bill on paper for survival interesting and that's interesting because it's all it is is just social manipulation yeah social constructs versus biology yeah and and we go to say capitalists say Oh, capitalism goes with human nature, but does it really if you have to construe and sort of exploit society in social ways? Well, let's look at it purely biologically. Mm-hmm. If hum- animals do assign value to things, cost-benefit is how a lion decides if he wants to go for that one prey or not. Cost-benefit is do I want to fight that other man for his, ma- for his female? You could, it's like... Humans seem to think, modern human thinking says we naturally assign value to things, which affects the decisions that we make. Do you think that's true, though, or do you yeah. think that that's just you can a see product it. of our society you can that see we've it in grown nature. up in? I, I, I know it's important to se- separate social construct yeah. from biology, yeah. but in biology, there is, there is a value assigned to things. Physi- making that physical, I think leaves out an important thing because value rises or goes down depends on you know 
how much you need it yeah. in biology. But when, in the social construct, yeah. an insulin needle is still this much regardless of how much you need it. Right? Yeah. And that creates the issues. That's where it rips apart. And the that fabric. goes right. back to the thing of what Karl Marx said, each according to his ability, according to his needs. Right. Karl Marx, the whole idea of... Um, what was this uh, dialecticism? Oh, dialect materialism. I did. I did not pay attention. It's okay. In uh, philosophy class, but I skip most just... of philosophy <laughs> classes. Yeah, well, it's just like the way we value things does not necessarily line up with the social construct that's designed to organize these things. Yeah, and. He writes about it as like history is an entire class struggle. Like, it is an yeah. entire class struggle, yeah. And then value depends on what level, like, what, which class level you are. What you were talking about. How much do, how much do people who grew up in Silicon Valley value the issue of value uh, certain things um, in contrast to somewhere from a poor, poor, poor part of the country? And he talks about this all the time. Yeah. The value in his relationship to the environment you grow up in. The environment is the class you grow up in. He says, what you do depends not on uh, personal value or personal, you know, conviction. It depends on the economic conditions. Yeah. It's all economics. Oh, yeah. I think it's so interesting. Economics controls every aspect of our life. And it's it's so much more powerful than public policy. Right. So much more powerful. And that's why our public policy is failing because we're being controlled by economics. Right, because like the economics is what arranges who wants what more or who who needs this more. Like this abortion thing, most people do not support the bills, but it yeah. still got passed. Why? Because we don't live in a democracy. Yeah. It's all. It's all. I don't even think that Alabamans want this. They don't. I think they want changes to Roe v. Wade. That's it. And they use what this. Do you mean? So they use, they pass a really extreme law. Yeah. You wait for someone to sue them. You wait for either you know another. Uh, government or you can ACLU, ACLU yeah. that too but it's more significant if like a government um, strikes it down as unconstitutional and then what the Alabamans are going to do is appeal and yeah. then you have to go to the appellate courts you go to the district courts and if it uh, gets appealed again go to the Supreme Court yeah. and that's when changes can be made to Roe v. Wade and I think that's the purpose of the bill here now I don't think Roe v. Wade is going to change but it could and I don't think a lot of things but they will I think a lot of things will happen but they might not True. Yeah. So, I had a problem relating to this, obviously. Yeah. I'm a male. Yeah. Wow, and such problems. Wow, I'm a male. <laughs> which means I can't talk about this. You can. I can't talk, like, I can't talk about it productively. This okay. is the thing. I can say, my fellow men, stop, stop doing that. Yeah. But then again, at the end of the day, it's all about But power. I feel like men can talk about how, like... Men who have gone through the process of abort, not personally gone through the process, but like had their partner right. who did become pregnant and did go through the abortion, how it saved both of their lives. Right. Because it takes two to tango, right? Right. So I feel like those men should be the ones to like stand up and speak out and be right. like, hey, this is this is what happened. Also, a lot of men like know women in their lives, and those a lot of those women have had abortions. Men have no idea. I, I saw this thing um, on Twitter, this wonderful post by, oh shit, I don't remember names, but someone posted like the hashtag, you know me. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? No. Basically it was just like, if you're a woman, um, 
sorry, if you're a man, you know a woman. One, in, you know a woman who's had an abortion. Yeah. You just don't know they've had an abortion. And it was like the hashtag, you know me. If you're a woman who's never told anyone about an abortion, like, it's the hashtag, you know me. Damn. Yeah. It's, I think it's really, really interesting. Damn. Because, like, let's be honest. We don't need to be honest. Anyone, everyone, everyone knows this. Yeah, that, yeah. It com- that bill comes from ignorance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It comes from not knowing. It comes... And that's the thing about how weird our country is in, like, states' rights and stuff. Because certain states have, like, different sort of levels of education. Like, California, we have, like, in general, where we have grown up, we've had great... We've gone to great high schools and have great education, updated textbooks. But a lot of schools in the country do not have the same type of training and textbooks and education levels... And it's also dictated by values and, and just, like, religion. Religion is a huge part in what determines our state. Right. And religion is the start of it all. Religion is the core. From religion, you get patriarchy. You get um, certain values about what you can hold in your body, or you know? True, you get values about what you can do, what's not okay, what's okay. But I also think that religion isn't the inherent problem. Again, like, I, I, I want to go back to the idea right. of money. Because, like, religion also created, like, as someone who's an artist, like, it's created art. It's created right. culture, music, uh, government even. Right. Start, like, the Magna Carta. Like, we, that's the most important document in history. And it, it stems from Catholicism, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. It's England, so, England changes. England changes. Know. Nobody it's, knows what England like, is. Like one of those weird Christianity like it's pro- churches. I don't know when Protestant, Lutheran. I don't know. There's Eng- so many. England turned Protestant at some point. I don't remember. Uh, isn't when. that the Church of England? Oh, I don't really? think the, Magna the Church, of, was the, Church of England. The Church of the Church of insert Dude, European country here. Honestly, fuck Christianity. Yeah. There's so many. No, sorry. No, but I get just what you're kidding, saying. But like, no, fuck Christianity. Fuck, fuck Christianity. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Why do you guys have so many churches? It's so confusing. It's dumb. And your values of lead to people suffering. Anyway, oh. but I, guess, I know what you're saying. I know the economics of it. Yeah. Uh, there's this line from True Detective that I love. Yeah. How religion came from economics. Yeah. It's just like. Um, one monkey said to the other monkey one, sorry, one monkey pointed at the sun said to the other monkey that guy up there wants you to give me half your share all economics <laughs> yeah. yeah boy shout out to our boy Eli Cook Eli Cook is a great man Eli Cook Eli is a cuck Facts. He's a cuckservative. Big facts. Oh, yeah, I think that word should be used, actually. What? What? Cuck? For the whole state of Alabama, I agree. Well, yeah. It also fits Alabama in that it also Dude, has racial undertones. I also think that we're, like, that Trump is, like, a puppet. He's, like, a head of state. He's, like... Really? I think that, and I also think, like, celebrities and elites are just, like, government-funded state propaganda. That's crazy. I 100% believe that, because we literally look at their lavish lifestyle, and we're like, oh my god, like, I want all of that stuff, like, the Met Gala, holy shit. And what is our country about? Maybe not the Met Gala. But, like, it's the state propaganda. I don't know. I don't know. They could be. 100%. I think that everything... Like, the thing is, is we don't know the truth. Yeah. Look at our class. We're literally... Right. I don't know what... Like, middle I, class is, yeah. like, just an illusion. We're... Yeah. We're, we're college-educated students, but we aren't in 
the elite part of society and the elite part of society knows stuff about the world right. we will never know we are plebs right. you hear that we are all plebs interesting about that you could actually look at a real life example called the royal family of england government sponsored celebrities exactly yeah the kardashians are literally like the royal family of england I but america God. yeah like steve like mnuchin is going behind our backs going behind congress and handing out checks to the kardashians to tell them the american dream is real and work hard exactly you won't get because anything yeah kylie kylie fucking kardashian was like no jenner was like oh i'm a self-made billionaire do you remember that when she said that on forbes she was like i'm a self-made billionaire and so many people ate that shit up a lot of people got mad though too it, a and lot of people got mad and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna spit out a hot take okay the kardashians are great business people they, oh they're amazing kylie jenner that's is, not a hot take kylie jenner is a self-made billionaire She's not a self-made billionaire, though, because she literally had the support and the resources of her family that already made millions. Like, if her sister never made that fucking sex tape, she would not be anywhere. I've been told that tape Chris is sexist. Chris Jenner never sleeps. Yeah, I know. It sounds sexist, but I'm sorry. It's the truth. Yeah, well... Chris Jenner never sleeps. She literally turned a scandal into a reality TV series. Well, oh, true, but you also oh. have Robert Kardashian. It's not Robert, I don't know who's the lawyer. Robert, Robert Kardashian, oh wait, wait. You got the lawyer, the lawyer, and then you got the athlete. Like, I don't think it was all the sex tape. Like, I don't want to think They of- weren't all the sex tape, but like, Kris Jenner, the mom, she's the ma- she's a matriarch of that whole business. Right, if she Kardashian dies, everyone is a turns PM. to smoke. Exactly. Kardashian is a trademark. Yeah, it is. It's not a last name. And that's the difference between royal families in England is they have a crown, but in America, the crown is a trademark. That was the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I can't go after that. I can't say anything more genius Damn. than that. <laughs> but, like, it's true, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's some shit. See, I want to sure. write because, like, I, I, I get all these cool phrases and I'm like, right. ooh, spicy. I want to write it, but, like, I can't. I have horrible writer's block. Really? Every time I write, it's like, it's I, I write and then I, like, lose it. I really? lose it. But then I go on to a next topic and then I write it and then I lose it and then I write it. It's like, my brain is so weird really? like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I write because I think for a large part of my life, I, like, talking was hard. Oh no, I had for to me, force I love my, talking. I had to force myself to like do Model UN just to yeah. just to practice my talking because I'm That's like, interesting. Yeah, if I go on TV and I'm like a little stuttering little bitch, I'm gonna be tur- I'm gonna be thought of as dumb. And that's a lot of it's, it's all about sensationalism. People want to hear fast talking, yeah. cool talking, big words. <laughs> Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. Yeah. It's better than Christianity. I've always loved communications. I've I've always thought it was my talent. Like ever since I was little, I was a social butterfly, but like I love writing, but it's so hard for me, but talking just comes naturally to me. Yeah. I'm just a chatter mill. Well. The art of conversation is amazing. Yeah. Can we talk about something not like unrelated to politics? But related to Karl Marx? Yes. Do you think Marx hated capitalism because his ass hurt all the time? What do you mean? Yeah, he'd sit all day in the library reading about history and his ass would be on fire. True. He'd come home and just lie down and be like, oh, capitalism is burning my ass. Oh, 100%. I mean, I fucking do that too. He was right, right? He was right. Dude, Karl Marx is the greatest thinker of 
our modern well, time. Well, economics. There's some w- weird stuff. He did. He did do like some predictions about growth and stuff in uh, Capital, and then he died five years before he was disproved. Disproved by who? The propagandist? No. By uh. Wow. How do I say this? Numbers, you know, uh, economics, like. Dude, fuck your numbers! Like, I don't even know what the fuck stocks are. Like, stocks are. Uh, dude, where do they come from? Like, I sound like a dumbass, but like, really, like, just the concept of them, like, holy shit! Stocks are just where money gets shuffled between investors and rich people. Yeah, literally, dude, and art auctions, like, literally, just like art that was literally worth zero dollars, can now be sold by fifteen million just because someone bought it. Like, where does that money go? It's just like, like what? The less, lo- the less you can have something, the more. Dude, I don't think I've ever had more than like a. Okay, like me personally, because I suck at saving my money. But like more than a thousand dollars in my bank account. Like, can you imagine fifteen million? Yeah. Like Jesus fucking Christ! I don't know how my parents organize money. Like they honestly did not teach me anything about money, and I hate them for that. I don't hate them for that, but I'm like, damn. Yeah. Come on, guys. When I was like 14, my dad tried to explain equity, like in our house mortgage. Damn. Now I understand it, but like before it was just like, wow, dad, this just turns me off to everything financial. True. And Dude, without, that's what I mean. Yeah, and that's why you don't care about like, like people like lose sight of, you know, the financial things that are causing the issues that, like, like in their communities. Like how did we really convince an entire fucking generations and generations to literally use coins and agree to paying bills and agree to having mortgages and equity and having this whole stupid process of taxes for their fucking system how did we convince all these people to do that like it's so complicated right but for the most part it works it has bad options for who well that's that's the question we say capitalism works but we never ask the question for i didn't say capitalism works completely like even Karl marx said capitalism is the second best communism is supreme yeah but (laughs) he said capitalism is second best because in capitalism there's generally there's the proletariats yeah and one more you know middle class and socialism is where everyone's a proletariat i think I get mixed up on my communism. I'm more of a John Locke reader. So proletariat is like the working class, and then bourgeois right. is like the the class that was the the social like the mobili- class. No, they're like the class. social mobility class. Yeah, yeah, and then the aristocratic class is like two generations of wealth. So like right. your parents were the bourgeois, but you're still in that bourgeois income, but you're an aristocrat because you inherit that wealth. Right. Interesting. So, like, in in modern times, technical terms, I'm an aristocrat because my parents immigrated from India with a lower social class. My dad owned a business, a solar business, which brought him economic and social mobility to the yeah. bourgeois, had me and my sister, who are now in the modern-day aristocratic class. Right. That's one hell of a system. Yeah. Feudalism... 2.0. Feudalism 2.0? It's Catholic. You're going that far? Yeah. Did you see the Onion article the, the other day? I was like, most millennials support 14th century f- feudalism. Damn. Whoa, I just almost destroyed my life. Alright, we have to head back, unfortunately. Yeah, this has been a fun podcast episode. It's called The Truth About Republicans. We can...